Ezekiel chapter 37. I want to read a very familiar uh, portion of scripture to you this morning. And my thought this morning is, as I've already said, there's nothing too hard for God. There's nothing too hard for God. I want to let you know right before we read the scripture that I know this is the last Sunday of the year. And, you know, typically this, this Sunday, you know, everybody is just getting over Christmas and the holidays and all of that. And we have a lot of folks that is out, that is sick, that I've, you know, it's amazing how many calls I got and people that I knew about. And so I'm just, I'm really glad to see you here this morning and uh, that we can worship the Lord together. But there is a lot of other, there's another side of folk that's just not here simply because of just getting over Christmas and they're tired of all the things and all the festivities and all of that that they had to go through. But I didn't come this morning just to preach a message to you. I want you to know that up front. I come to declare some things to you on this last Sunday of the year. I've come to decree some things to you on this last Sunday of the year. And my main thought this morning is, is, is simply there's nothing too hard for God, but I just want to declare to you there's resurrection in Jesus Christ. Not only is there resurrection in Christ, there's restoration in Jesus Christ. I don't know maybe what you went through in 2014, but I want to tell you, 2015 is going to be a whole lot different for you. If you just learn to trust in the Lord God Almighty, amen? And when we trust in Him and we give ourselves unto the, unto the Father, I'm going to tell you, everything else will work itself out, right? Everything else will work itself out. So I want you to look with me in Ezekiel chapter 37. I want you to look in verse number 1. And I want you to listen to these words of the, uh, of the prophet this morning. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, and it was full of what? Bones. He caused me to pass by them all around, and behold, there were very many in the open valley, and indeed, they were very dry. Everybody say dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, you know. Again, he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise and suddenly a rattling, and the bones came together bone to bone. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the sin covered them, all, covered them over, and there was no breath in them. And he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet, an exceeding great army. Somebody say amen. But I want to tell you, it doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter what it sounds like. It doesn't matter what it feels like. Resurrection through the Lord Jesus Christ can be yours today. Transformation in the Lord Jesus Christ can be yours today. You may not know how it's coming. You may not understand what I'm talking about this morning even. You may not understand what this word transformation and resurrection is coming from. But hopefully when we, by the time we get through this message, you'll be able to understand that. Because I believe this morning, I want to tell you this morning, there is nothing too hard for God. I want to say that one more time. There is nothing too hard 
for God. Amen. If you believe that, put your hands together and give Him praise today. <laughs> There's nothing. I mean, if we serve a God that can turn a Red Sea into a superhighway, we serve a good God. Amen? This is the God that can cause water to flow out of a rock like a river. This is the God that can open blind eyes and unstop the deaf ears and make the lame to walk and restore missing body parts. That's the God that we're serving this morning. The God that we're serving can burn cancer out of your body. He can raise the dead. He can walk on water. He can calm the storm. He can feed the multitude with just a little sack lunch from a little boy. My God can do anything. There's nothing too hard for God. He can save the drug addict, drug addict and deliver them and set them free. Fill them with the Holy Spirit all in just one touch from the Master. Amen. He can heal the broken hearts. He can restore marriages and put families back together in. I want to remind you one more time, God can do everything. God can do anything for you this morning. Amen. So our text this morning begins by saying he set me down in a valley of dry bones. Now, I want you to notice that this valley here is not filled with bodies. The Bible didn't say that. The Bible said it was filled with bones. That's not a very, very good picture, is it? Because when you picture bones, you, you, look, at, you look at things of death. You, you look at things of brokenness. You look at things of separation or confusion or disorder and, 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 and pain, of course. This, this picture here tells us that, that there had been a very violent encounter, if you will, that, that created great chaos and, and destruction and misery and pain. And, and all in this valley, there was no life in this valley. It was just a, a valley of bones. I'm talking to somebody right now who knows exactly exactly what I'm talking about because you've personally over this last year, this 2014, you've experienced something in your own life that, that's caused a brokenness perhaps and, and maybe it's caused a separation and maybe it's brought disorder and pain to your life and has left you hurt and left you confused. If I could tell you, if I could just give you name after name after name over the last just two months of November and December, such as of all the phone calls I received of family that's fragmented and families that's in disarray today and families that's out of disorder today and, and people and men and women lives that are broken and shattered today simply because they're not giving their all to Christ. Simply because they've chosen to, to get outside of the covering, if you will, of, of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'll tell you, if you ever need to be under the covering today, you need to be under the covering of the Lord Jesus Christ. This old world is a bad place. This old world is not a good place for you. This old world, if you stay out of church too long, you're going to be siding with the world. Hear me today, church. Oh, preacher, you're just being a preacher. You're just, you're just trying to make us come. No, I'm not just trying to make you come to church. You ought to know how to do that in the first place. I want to tell you, we live in a day and time where we need each other. We need the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and, and this is what this place is talking about. It's a place, these bones, the Bible says, that were very dry. In other words, they had lost their joy of living. They had lost their joy of giving. The Bible said that everywhere you look in scripture, everywhere you come to water or moisture, it speaks of life. It speaks of spirit. But this valley did not have any water in it. This valley didn't have any moisture in it. It was full of bones. Just old white, drying out bones. Matter of fact, Proverbs 17 and 22 says, A merry heart doth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit drieth up what? 
the bones. It dries up the bones. Broken here means wounded. It means smitten. It means afflicted. And these bones speak of a life that have been wounded. It's hearts that have been broken. It's hearts that have been afflicted. It's hearts that have been bruised and hearts that have been hurt. Oh, I know most of us in here this morning and a lot of us, we walked in here looking good. We got our, we got some of our Christmas clothes on and, and we're looking good and we're smelling good. And most of us had a, had a smile on our face, but the truth is, is that somebody may be here today and in the midst of your looking good, in the midst of your smiles, you've been hurt. Somebody listening to this message right now is, is smiling on the outside, but you're crying still on the inside. Somebody here may be suffering from a broken heart. Somebody here has lost the, the moisture or lost the water of life. The joy of living, the joy of giving is simply almost gone. Somebody today may be listening to me who has been wounded over 2014 and it's just a part of life. It's going to happen. Matter of fact, if I was to have everybody lift your hands and say, have you ever been hurt in your life? Probably every one of us has been hurt before. But Luke tells us in Luke 17 and 1, it is impossible but that offenses will come. But woe unto him through whom they come. I don't know who hurt you. I don't know who's let you down. But my God that I serve today will never let go of you. He'll never let you down. He'll go with you all the way to the end of the world. Amen. That's the God that we serve today. The problem is that many who have suffered and many who've been offended and many have been wounded have never gotten healed today. In a lot of our churches, there's people sitting in our pews today that has never been healed. And if a wound doesn't heal, you know what, I, you know what it happens. Gets infected. Poison begins to break loose in your body. Gets into the bloodstream. And if, it, and if it's not caught soon enough, that poison will kill you from a medical standpoint. But from a spiritual standpoint, it'll kill you as well. Spiritually speaking. You'll dry up. You'll be like this valley of dry bones. I'm not criticizing anybody today. I'm not getting on you or putting you down. I'm not making fun or anything like that because it happens to everybody. It happens to the church member. It happens to the pastors. It happens to evangelists. It happens to prophets because we're all people. And if you and I live long enough, somebody is going to hurt you. Somebody is going to let you down. Somebody is going to break the, cause the faith in you that you have in them to be broken. Amen. I know what I'm talking about. You do too. They're going to let you down. It's going to let you down. Somebody's going to break your heart. Somebody's going to lie on you. Somebody's going to steal from you. Somebody's going to cheat on you. Somebody's going to abuse you. Somebody's going to take advantage of you. Somebody's going to say something that you, that you know already that's going to wound you and going to bring great harm to you. It's called life many times. And if you don't get healed from it, listen to me, church. If you don't get healed from it, your heart will become dry. Your heart will become callous. Your heart will become hard. And you'll become dull and insensitive and indifferent. And you'll find yourself just going through the motions. Have you ever felt that way before? Hey, I've just felt like I have. Just felt like I'm going through the motions, playing a role. Well, God supernaturally and divinely and sovereignly, he deposits this prophet, Ezekiel, into the middle of this, this, this tremendous chaos, this tremendous valley of dry bones. I think I need to stop right here and just tell you that when you surrender your life to God and you commit yourself to serve Him, you are not in charge where He sends you. 
Can I tell you, I, I, if, if I was to talk for the prophet Ezekiel, he'd probably say, I didn't want to go to the Valley of Dry Bones. Put me somewhere where there's life. Put me somewhere, but that's where God dropped him. God's like a, it's like the military in respect of this. He'll put you where you're needed. You have the answer to somebody else's problem. You have the key to help them. God put his prophet where he needed him and told him to prophesy. And in verse 7, the Bible says, he said, I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise and there was a shaking. Hallelujah. Thank God for the noise. Thank God for the shaking. As I prophesied, he said, not as I preached, not as I sang, not even as I prayed, but as I prophesied. To prophesy, you know what that means? Just simply in context means to boldly declare audibly what has been revealed by the divine will and the purpose of Almighty God in whatever situation that you find yourself in. That's why this morning I want to declare to you that my God can do anything. I want to declare to you there is nothing too hard for the arm of the Lord. There is nothing too hard that God can't take care of your problem I know it's big but it's not too big that God can't get control over and turn it all around for good amen isn't it amazing how God can take a a horrible situation and turn it around into something good isn't it amazing It, it is it's amazing to me when I when I see things like that and the prophet said as I prophesied As the divine revealed will of God Almighty, the purpose of God, was declared over these bones, the Bible said there was a noise. Everybody say noise. doesn't say what kind of noise, but you have to believe it's sort of a noise of bones coming together. Of these bones just rattling together. These bones just coming in and slapping one another. There was a shaking going on. There was a work that that was taking place deep on the inside. Lord, there's a whole message right there. Sometimes we got the outside, Sister Pam, worked out all right. Oh, yeah. I got up this morning. I put on my suit of clothes. I combed my locks of hair. I got the outside, worked out all right, Brother Phil. But sometimes on the inside, you know what I'm talking about, that deep place that nobody else knows is there except you and God. That deep place where you think about and you stay a lot of times and wonder about a lot of times. That nobody else can can sense maybe that that you're having an issue. Nobody else can sense that you're having a problem. Sometimes God begins to work. This last week, I can't remember where I was at, but I was just, I I think I was over here at the church doing something. I was just humming this song. And all of a sudden, God showed up in my life. I said, Lord, where'd you come from? And it was right there, and I began to weep, and I began to cry, and I was thinking of, of things and issues and problems that I, of other people that had called me. And I said, Lord, don't ever let me let go of you. Don't ever let me get outside of your covering. Don't ever let me, God, turn loose of the nail-scarred hand of Jesus Christ, but help me always to hold on to you. Hallelujah. That word, that word that God speaks to us gets in the bones somehow. And, and this, this, this prophecy here that Ezekiel prophesied to the bone got in these bones. Somebody one time said, well, can, can, can the word get into your bones? Well, yes, it can. If you don't believe that, ask old brother Jeremiah. What did Jeremiah say? He said, his word is like fire shut up in my bones. It's like fire shut up in my bones. And as these bones were shaking, the Bible says they begin to move around and they begin to knock up against one another. In other words, there begin to be some fellowship going on. There's, there, there's, some, there's some communion and communication going on where, where there have been complete isolation and dryness and nothing of, of just division and all of that. Now there was contact. Now there was communication. I'm going to stop right here and say something. Just because that you and 
and I are in the same place at the same time doesn't mean that we're fellowshipping with one another. Does not mean that we're communicating with one another. Just because you're singing from the same songbook, just because you're listening to the same sermon, does not mean you love one another this morning. Can I tell you there are families today that live under the same roof that seldom, very often, never speak to one another. They never sit down to dinner together. Not because they're too busy. It's just because they don't want to. Pastor, is that happening today? Oh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. There are husbands and wives that sleep in the same bed but resent being touched by one another. You got your side, I got my side. Keep it that way. I didn't expect to get a whole lot of amens today. But it's still truth. My God can do anything. There's nothing too hard for God. There are people sitting in our churches today that can't stand one another. Come on, somebody. They sit on opposite sides of the church. They cut their eyes back and forth. And they criticize everything each other does or says. And then we call ourselves children of the Most High God. Mm -mm, Doesn't work that way. People sitting in our churches that have unforgiveness, resentment, and bitterness in their hearts. People sitting in our church today that resist and resent anything fresh, anything new. And they rebel against anything different. There's a message right there, but I'm not even going to go there. These bones that we're talking about, these bones represent a church that's in a mess. It represents a church that's in division. It represents a, a mess that there's strife and, and envy and confusion. That there's, that there's competition and pride and resentment everywhere. There's rebellion everywhere. The result is the Spirit of God is gone. Spirit is not there anymore. Life is gone. The joy is gone. The anointing is gone. They're dry, dry. But I want you to notice something. While Ezekiel prophesied, while Ezekiel prophesied, the Spirit of God began to do a work from the inside out. Thank God. Hallelujah. Not from the outside in, from the inside out. That's why I love it when people come to our church and don't look like us. And God works on them. That's why I love it when they, their hair is not like us and their clothes is not like us. And they may have tattoos all over their body and ear piercings everywhere. But somewhere on the inside, Brother leg, something gets a hold of them. And they begin to cry and they begin to weep and all of those kind of things. And God does a work on the inside of these individuals. Amen. These bones represent this. But while Ezekiel prophesied, the Spirit of God began to do a work from the inside out. You see, I, I've discovered that that we have, we have learned how to hide our stuff. Oh, yeah. We've learned how to hide our stuff. We've learned how to have pride and unforgiveness and resentment and still be able to shout. Woo-hoo. We, we've learned how to ha- have that stuff in our life and still be able to sing. We, we, we've learned how to still have that stuff and still be able to lift our hands in praise to the Lord. We've learned how to dress up. Are you ready? We've learned how to dress up rebellion in religion and tradition and then oppose anything that God tries to do. Say, Pastor, this is the last Sunday of the year. Aren't you supposed to encourage us? Man, get ready to take us over to 2015. I'm trying to. Just hold on. We've got to get us fixed first. We can't keep putting band-aids on stuff and expect it to work properly. We can't put even, and and guys, you'll understand what I'm talking about, we can't keep putting duct tape on stuff and think it's going to last for eternity. Mm -mm. There's some things we've got to fix on the inside. 
Some things we've got to fix on the inside. I, I, I don't know what your reason is for being dry. I don't know if somebody has hurt you or somebody took advantage of you. I, I don't know if you just decided that you're just going to be resentful and selfish and whatever the case. I don't know if somebody broke your heart and now you, you, your heart is calloused and indifferent. I, but I know this, that the same God, the same God that brought these bones back to life is here today. The same God that brought these bones back to life when Ezekiel prophesied is here today to bring you and I back to life. Amen. And as Ezekiel prophesied, the Bible says something began to happen, not to these, not just to these bones, but, but inside these bones and, and in those bones. You've heard the old phrase, you know, old timers used to say this, especially when the winter coming around and the chill in the air, boy, I just feel it in my bones. I feel it in my bones. The Bible says something, something, Brother Roger, started happening in these bones. You see, even before the sinews came in the flesh and the skin, there was an inside healing, an inner healing that took place. And while the prophet was prophesying, something was happening in the, in the realm of the spirit, that hidden place I was talking about. And while Ezekiel prophesied, confusion was leaving and anger was leaving and brokenness was leaving and hurt was leaving and disappointment was leaving. Can I tell you the same God that caused all of that stuff to leave is the same God that can help you and I today with all of our anger issues and all of our resentment issues and all of our bitter issues. All of those things can leave Simply because we proclaim and we prophesy to the fact, God, you can do anything. You can do everything. I don't understand it, God. I don't understand how you're going to do it, but I'm going to trust in you. I choose to walk in your realm. I choose to choose to walk in your spirit because I know that I know that I know there's nothing too hard for an almighty God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can I tell you God doesn't do a halfway job? Amen. It's not, a, it's not just about looking good. It's on the inside as well. It's not about knowing how to have church. It's not about knowing when to shout. It's not about knowing when to cry. It's not about knowing when to lift your hands and when to dance and all of those kind of things. It's simply about being healed and being restored. It's about the joy of the Lord that the Bible says is our strength. It's about having the Spirit of God on the inside flowing through you and I like a river, a mighty rushing river. Does anybody in the house still believe that can happen? <laughs> yeah. God still flows with us. It's, a, it's, a, it, it's about a life that glorifies God. A life that glorifies God. And so what happens, Pastor? If, if we know that, then what are we supposed to do? Then as a child of God, Brother Larry, I choose to be healed. Amen. I choose to be healed. I choose to be delivered. I choose to have my anger gone. I choose to have my resentment gone. See, see, God can do everything, but he, he, he needs you too. You've got to make a decision. You have a free will, right? We have a free will. If I'm mad and upset with my wife, and I resent some things that she's done, and I get bitter over that, and calloused, and she's come back and she's apologized, and all these things, she's done her part. But I've got to, my part said, okay, I forgive you, and vice versa. Until so our life can flow together and keep moving forward together. I cannot continue our life being in chaos. We can't continue allowing our life to be in, in a mess as the scripture is talking about, right? We've got to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. I choose to be healed. I, I choose to forgive. I choose to be merciful. I choose to be understanding. I choose to be kind. I choose to believe the best about everybody. I can't see your heart and you can't see my heart. The people sitting around you can't see your heart. But God does. God sees your heart. 
And what we don't see is, is just as important. Matter of fact, maybe more important than what we do see. Just as important. Before these bones could be brought together, as a mighty army, the Bible said, the, these bones had to be healed. Had to be healed. Every broken Bone, every hurt bone, every angry bone, every resentful bone, every critical spirit, unforgiveness had to go, jealousy had to go, strife had to go, rebellion had to go. Before these bones could, could come together, they had to be healed internally. And it's still true today that there's so many churches, as we said, that from the appearances they got everything together. They look good on the outside. They have the form, they have the structure, but inside they're all messed up. Because they're, they've let malice and strife and resentment get to them. I just wonder today, how many, how many marriages today are just going through the motions? How many marriages are going through the motions? How, how many of God's people have lost their first love, have lost their hunger, have lost their thirst and their passion for the Lord Jesus Christ? There's one, uh, there's one thing that's happened in a good sense of the last couple of months I told you about of people calling and people that I know about that's just messed up. One thing that's helped me that's because of listening to those things, Brother Larry, and I, this may be good or bad. I don't know how you want to take this. But it, one thing it's caused me to do is get closer to Christ. Because I, I remember making a statement to somebody. I can't remember who it was. I said, if that person can fall, then who am I? I want that to sink in just a little bit because I want, you, I want you to think about who is it in your life that you put high value upon? Who is it in your life that you put a lot of stock in? Who is it that you put a lot of faith in in your life today? Because I had some of them that I looked to, that I listened to, that has fallen today. And I'm thinking, God, if they can fall, then who am I? You remember me telling you a few weeks ago, what would it take? What, what would it take? What, what does the enemy have to bring up in your life? Just one thing the enemy could bring up in your life that would cause you to turn your back upon the Lord. What was it? What would it be? I was praying one morning and the Lord brought that to my attention. And the Lord asked me, I, I, I shared this with you a few weeks ago. Danny, what, what would it take? What would the enemy have to do to cause you to turn your back upon me? I said, Lord, I don't know. And I said, Lord, I don't want to know. Keep me humble before you. Keep me humble before you. Let me walk before you the way that I need to. Let my prayer life be that it needs to be. Let my daily scripture, all those, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Let, let all these things be like it needs to be. How many marriages, how, how many of God's people have lost their first love? I want to tell you, God is here. His power is here today to restore some things. His power and His anointing is here to resurrect some things in your life. Amen. Healing in your life, as the song we sang earlier. New beginnings in your life. Today is a day of new beginning. Today is a day of restoration. Don't wait till sometime in 2015. Don't make a date and put it on a calendar. Today I'm going to change everything. Oh, you know how we are. We don't care now. We, we've, we've picked at one another over this last December. Well, we're just going to eat and we're going to do this. And fur come 1st of January, boy, we're going to go on a diet and we're going to do this and we're going to get our bodies into shape. I've been saying that for I don't know how long. For several years. It ain't happened yet. Who am I fooling? And we get this way with our spiritual life as well. God, I'm going to go through this, and on this particular date, I'm going to start back to church, and I'm going to give my whole heart to you. No, you're not. Today is the day. 
Today is the day. Today is the day for restoration. Amen. Marriages can be resurrected today. Ministries can be resurrected today. Friendships can be resurrected today. Dreams can be resurrected today. The Bible says, can these bones live? Yes, they can. And yes, they will. Why? Because we prophesy to the bones and tell the bones, you will have life. You will have life. Amen. Hallelujah. That's what God has given us. Promise. There's healing. There's anointing in the house. We just have to receive it. The power of God begins to flow in our life and through this place simply because we recognize there's a sovereign God that loves His people, that wants to deliver His people today. If our eyes, our spiritual eyes could open up and you could see the heart of God, I promise you, His heart would tell you, I want to deliver you. I want to resurrect you. I want to restore you. That's why I came. That's why I died. That's why I give my life for you. And I want your life to be delivered today. The Spirit of God is moving. He's moving in a secret place. He's moving in the secret place. The the healing oil of God is moving and, and saturating the bones in our life right now. They're saturating that bone. Rejection is being healed. Anger is being healed. Unforgiveness is being healed. Bitterness is being healed. Hatred is being healed. Fear and confusion is being healed. The wind of God needs to blow in our life yet one more time. The wind of God needs to breathe upon the hearts, upon the lives of the Lord Jesus Christ. I just want you to picture in your mind just close your eyes just a little bit and just picture God blowing and breathing upon you today let the breath of God blow upon you let the breath of God breathe upon you today let the breath of God breathe upon you today and let his healing take place in your life it's blowing through the place it's blowing out discouragement it's blowing out fear it's blowing out anxiety and stress and worry it's blowing out hopelessness and confusion it's blowing out depression it's blowing out sickness of all kind. Somebody this morning needs to lift your hand and lift your voice to God and say, oh God, do it yes to me, oh God. Touch my neighbor on my left and my right, but oh God, don't forget about me today. Blow your breath upon me in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. There are some of you sitting on the sound of my voice today. You know what you need to do. There are some of you sitting on the sound of my voice in this main floor, this balcony. You know what you need to do for the Lord Jesus Christ and you've chosen not to do it. Question I have for you is why? What's holding you back? What's holding you back from giving your heart to the Lord? What's holding you back from doing the right thing? What's holding you back? Is, is sin got that much of a hold on you? Is sin got that much of a hold that, that it doesn't matter what God does in your life, the information that you receive, the truth you receive, I, I'm not going to follow that. I'm going to follow my way. Well, how good has that worked for you up to now? How good has it worked? Is your life everything that it needs to be? Because the God that we serve, God that I serve, there's nothing too hard for God. Amen. Hallelujah. And so this morning I invite you to invite the breath of God to blow into your lives. That's that's resurrection. Transformation. God is building his army. He desires to build his army. He's not putting together a bunch, he's not putting together a bunch of broken, uh, wounded, and angry and, and, and stubborn and hateful bones this morning. Amen. What kind of church is that? I wouldn't want to go to church that way. How about you? I don't want to go to a church where there's strife. I don't want to go to a church where there's bitterness. I don't want to go to a church where there's envy and all that kind of stuff. I want to go to a church that's alive and fresh and ready to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I know we may disagree at times, but hey, we love one another. We're brothers and sisters together in the Lord. 
God can do anything, so don't let these things hold you down. God is building his army. He's building his army. This army is made up of lives that's been healed and restored and transformed and complete with the Lord Jesus Christ. Musicians, if you will, come. I came today, as I told you, not just to preach a message to you, but to proclaim and declare to you to dry bones that may be here in our church that they're going to live. You're going to live today. I came this morning not just to preach to those that maybe had issues and problems, but I came this morning to, to declare and prophesy to you that you that may be here that have lost your joy, you're going to receive your joy today. You're going to receive the joy of the Holy Spirit. Bones that have been hurt. Bones that have been mistreated. Bones that have been lied upon. Bones that have been betrayed. You need restoration today. Bones that have become discouraged. Bones that have become frustrated today with all the things of life going on. You need a healing today. Bones that have forgotten how to dream those dreams. Bones that have settled, uh, you know, settled for things. and Bones that have just adjusted to a life of mediocrity. You need healing today. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I came to declare to you that it ain't over. You will love again. Hallelujah. You will love again. You will dream again. You will sing again. You will laugh again. You will preach those messages again. You're going to get your joy back. You're going to get your peace back. You're going to get your dance back. I know I'm talking to some people that, that just took a good hit in 2014. You, the devil hit you and, and he hit you hard and he knocked, the, he knocked the breath out of you. But I'm telling you, we're getting ready to usher ourselves into 2015 if God's will can be done. And can I tell you, we're, we're going to leave 2014 in 2014. Don't you dare bring 2014 over into 2015. Good Lord, somebody didn't hear that this morning. Don't you bring 2014, all the stuff, all the junk over into 2015. Because if you do, you're just going to relive 2014. Pastor, how do I do that? You've got to make a choice. You've got to make a choice. I, got, I choose to leave it there. As the old song says, leave it there. Leave my burdens at the Lord and leave it there. Take them there. Leave them there. You can't do nothing with them anyway. If you could have, you'd already done it. But you can't. So leave them there with the Lord. Come into 2015 with a new desire of service to the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not going to let so-and-so bother me anymore. I'm not going to let this situation affect my life anymore. I'm not going to allow anybody to take my joy from Christ anymore. Amen. The joy of the Lord is my strength. And if the joy, Brother Adam, is the Lord is my strength, then I choose to be strong in Him. I may look weak on the outside, but on the inside, I'm strong. I'm like Samson. Come on, take me on. I may not look like nothing on the outside, but on the inside, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And I declare there's healing in the house today. I declare there's restoration in the house today. You will love again. You will laugh again. Amen. Can these bones live? Can they ever be what they were intended to be? Will they ever be a mighty army of God? Can I tell you? Yes, they can. Yes, they will. And yes, they are. Amen. Give Him praise in the house. (laughs) Hallelujah. Stand to your feet this morning. Hallelujah. Father. We come before you right now, Father. We thank you. 
for what you're doing in our midst already. I don't know everybody that I'm talking to right now, God, but you have people in the house today that have listened to this message. And they've made a decision, oh God, 2014 is going to stay in 2014. Anger is not going to be an issue anymore. Hatred is not going to be an issue anymore. Dryness is not going to be an issue anymore. Apathy is not going to be an issue anymore. I choose God to leave all of that there. I choose to, to be restored by you. I choose to be resurrected by you today. I choose, oh God, to give you everything in my life today. I choose to surrender everything in my life. And Lord, if there's things I need to make right, I want to make it right. If there's things, oh God, I need to do, then you put those things in my heart, oh God, and let me be obedient to you.